Hi, this is Nancy Lambert, and you're listening to Best Faith Forward Podcast. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of Best Faith Forward. Hey, before I start, I want to remind you, if you have questions, topics, suggestions, comments, or even want to share your faith story, please email me at nancylambertbff at gmail.com, or you can send me a message on my Facebook page, Best Faith Forward. So today I want to talk about an experience that happened to me several years ago, and it's one of those things that I find myself asking the same question. Was that what I thought it was, or am I imagining things? It's like a double take, like a delayed reaction to something that seemed unusual until I looked again, and it ended up being most unusual. So a little over, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago, I was working at a small law office, and my desk was in the front where there were two long, narrow windows and a a glass door. And I was positioned where I could look directly out the door to see oncoming clients Um, you know, or delivery people, or maybe someone just coming to visit the office. And it was a typical day. But it was also a time in my life where I was a little out of sorts. My family was trying to heal from a difficult season. And I was not hopeful about the mending process. And, you know, I, I really don't need to go into details because that's not what my focus is here today. So, and and you know what, you know, whenever you tell a story about yourself, even if it's a difficult or a hurtful one, you don't have to give the details. It's how you've processed it and, and come out of it with, with God's love and grace that really matters. So take note of that. Anyway, all this to say, my mind was wandering that day and thoughts of, did I make the right decisions? Uh, how can I make it all right when everything went so wrong? You know, I was just tormented by all the events that took place in the previous year. And as I struggled throughout the day, there was a, a time when I, I saw a car approaching our small parking area in the front of the office. And they pulled up and they parked. And a tall, slender man who was by himself, got out of his car, looked at the office, and I, I kind of thought he was going to come up to the walk and approach the glass door. I, I didn't recognize him as a client, so I figured he might be a prospective one. So instead, he turned in front of his car and headed down the sidewalk past the two narrow windows. So I figured Maybe he was going to the church that was located behind our office, and it, it was sort of unusual because, you know, the church had its own parking lot on down the street. But then again, it wasn't enough to wonder about it. So I continued on with my work after he had disappeared from my view. And about five minutes had passed, and I saw the gentleman again. But this time he was coming from the other direction, as as if he walked around the block. And I thought, was he lost? Uh, did he 
Did he just want to exercise? I mean, what's this guy doing? So I watched him pass the corner from from my view through the glass door, thinking he was going to go back to his car. But instead, he passed it again and continued to walk past the windows, just barely glancing at the office this time. Okay, so now I'm starting to think that was a little weird, but please note that I was working near the downtown area uh, at the time, and, and there were several strange things that took place in in an eight-hour time uh, slot for the day. So I, I wasn't really shocked, just kind of curious at this point. So to make sure I wouldn't miss the next scene, I stayed at my desk and I, I patiently waited to see what this guy was going to do. And about five more minutes had passed, and sure enough, there he was again, making another complete lap around the block, encircling the office, passing his car, and passing the windows, and barely glancing at the office. He wasn't walking fast, he just kind of slow and steady. And and at this point now, I, I was starting to think, is this guy casing the place? I mean, should I holler at my boss and his assistant who were just in the other rooms uh, in their own offices at the time? And I thought, no, so far, there's no harm being done. I didn't see a gun in the guy's hand or a bomb or anything like that. So I waited about five minutes more. And just as expected, here he comes again. But this time... He stops right at the corner where I can clearly see him through the glass door. And I kind of froze up at that moment because I thought he might turn around and jump into the busy traffic behind him. I mean, I was I was getting worried about him. I mean, like, was he on drugs or was he without his drugs? I I was starting to get a little nervous and ready to reach out for the phone. But then I did the double take. The tall, slender man who had encircled our block three times knelt down right there on the corner, on that sidewalk on the corner, in front of all that traffic. And no one else was on the street. And he, when he knelt down, he looked up toward the sky And with his hands lifted high, he then turned his head and looked straight at my glass door as if he could see through it and into my soul. His gaze was just fixated for what seemed like several minutes was only like probably a few seconds. It was a frozen moment in time. I could not move. I could not speak. But it was then, at that very moment, I felt this overwhelming peace pour all over me. I knew this man couldn't possibly see me because he was too far away to see me inside. And even if he could... I would just be a shadowy figure in his view. So 
After that, the man got up and he walked back to his car and he drove off. And I never saw him again. I had no witnesses in the office, nor did I see anyone else walking outside who would have possibly passed him. Did the passing cars on the busy road even see him? I don't know. But I saw him. And it was just him and I. No words exchanged. But I believe with all my heart that what I experienced that day was a divine message from God. As if to say, you and your family are going to be fine. It's all in the past. Now, let the healing begin. And you know what? It did. We did heal after that moment. I believe with all my heart it was an angel sent from God himself. I've never experienced anything like that before in my life. So that leads me to ask, what are angels? And I'm studying about them now, um, not just for this podcast, but, you know, it just, it just came to mind again about what happened that day. And I wanted to know a little bit more. So I found that, you know, angels are many things, but mainly angels are spiritual beings that are messengers that were created by God and to serve God. They are real, but they're invisible to human eyes. And we see that in Colossians 1, verses 15 and 16, where the Bible says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him, and for him. Angels are given to those who inherit salvation, meaning Christians, believers in Jesus Christ. And, and as a matter of fact, every time a lost sinner confess, confesses Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, all of God's angels rejoice. And angels are immortal worshipers of God that offer eternal praise to God, all the time, every day, every hour, every minute, and every second. And angels are beautiful and glorious. And there are just too many of them to count. Scripture points this out in the book of Hebrews 12.22, where there were myriads or innumerable angels. Psalm 68.17 says the chariots, also known as cherubim, which are also angels. It says the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. So just way too many, countless. Also, we, we tend to envision angels as sweet little chubby cherubs or fairies that fly around and shoot arrows and, or sprinkle pixie dust everywhere. No, <laughs> angels are powerful and majestic beings. They're warriors and soldiers in God's army and ranked accordingly to battle our spiritual warfare. And angels are mentioned all throughout the Bible from one end 
to the other as cherubim, seraphim, the archangel, host of heaven, spirits, sons of God, holy ones, the watchers, flames of fire, chariots, heavenly beings, the elect, morning stars, all angels. And angels serve as guards. When man had fallen to sin in the Garden of Eden and cast out into the world, Genesis 3.24 says he drove man out and stationed the cherubim and the flaming whirling sword east of the Garden of Eden to guard the way to the tree of life. Angels are guards and they guard us. Angels are also messengers from God. Luke 2.8-10, it says there were angels who announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds in the same region. There were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. And in Matthew 28, 1-8, it says, Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn, Toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave, and behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Angels are messengers from God. And angels even ministered to Jesus in Mark 1.13, where it says, And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beast, and the angels ministered unto him. Angels minister. They minister to Jesus, and they minister to us. All this to say, angels had important roles serving God in the Bible, and they still have important roles today in worshiping God, guarding us, giving us direct messages from God, ministering to us, always pointing us to God. However, where there are good angels, there are also bad ones. And that's another episode down the road. I can't wait to dive into that one. (laughs) So why do I believe I saw an angel in human form? What makes me think that? Tony Evans, who is a renowned uh, Christian pastor, speaker, author, uh, syndicated radio and television broadcaster, um, also a senior pastor to Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, I snatched a quote from one of his sermons, and, and this is what he said. Even though angels are immaterial, non-physical beings, They can and do on occasion become physical beings in order to carry out specific supernatural activity on the earth. Hebrews 13 verse 2 says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Meaning that our behavior towards strangers 
might lead to actual instances where we may be visited by angels and unaware of who we're speaking to. In other words, be kind to one another and to people you haven't met, for you never know. You might be in the company of a messenger from God. And that messenger may be the answer you were looking for. If you skip the opportunity to encounter a stranger, you might miss the answer God may be giving to you through an angel. So let's be kind to everyone. Tony Evans also goes on to say uh, in regard to angels in human form that he says, because sometimes on occasion, when God wants to accomplish a certain thing, he will direct one of his invisible spirits to become visible in the life of a believer in order to accomplish some divinely ordained timetable for doing God's will. And one example of this is found in the book of Genesis 18, 1-3, where Abraham was to receive the news that his 90-year-old wife Sarah would bear her first child, a son. And verses 1-3 through says, Now the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of the Mamre, while he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. And when he lifted up his eyes and looked, behold, three men were standing opposite him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, please do not pass your servant by. And we know that two of the men were angels as they were heading to the city of Sodom, where they visited April's nephew Lot. And Genesis 18.22 says, Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom, while Abraham was still standing before the Lord. So it was the Lord that was present with those two angels speaking to Abraham. And then when we read further into Genesis 19.1, it confirms that the two angels came to Sodom in the evening as Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. And when Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. You see, this action was a custom when welcoming visitors to the city. Lot was not worshiping the angels. Remember, the Lord Jehovah stayed back with Abraham and did not join the two angels in human form heading to Sodom. So, here are some faith facts. Angels are not to be worshipped, for they're servants of the Lord. And when we die, we won't become angels. We humans are one kind of God's creation, and angels are another. And we should not dwell on or look for angels, but to be assured that they're present in the unseen world we live in. So see, that's... That's why I think and believe that that was an angel encounter because of what was going on in my life. I just wasn't sure. I just, I just didn't have that hope. And when I saw this act of kneeling down on a public street and raising his hands toward the heavens and then turning to me, and looking right at that door. That just had to be a divine message from God. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. 
And it is true. It really did happen. So if we were given the vision to actually see the angels in their spiritual being and not in human form, you know, it would probably literally blow our minds. I mean, just imagine viewing the scenes of the spiritual warfare between good and evil all around us. That could, in fact, be very frightening. So let's just focus more on our purpose as disciples for Jesus here in the seen world. You know, there's, there's such a thin veil that separates the seen world and the unseen world. But know this, a day is coming where Christians will see and rejoice with the angels. That day is when Jesus returns. The Bible says that the angels will return with Jesus and they will come with a loud sound of the trumpet to gather from the whole earth those who have died in Christ. And then at Jesus' second coming, the righteous dead will be raised to life and taken up to heaven along with the righteous who are still alive on the earth. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Wow, what a powerful, powerful promise from God. Whom shall we fear when we have the Almighty Lord and Savior in control? So take notice, my friend, God's army of angels are among us bringing his message of hope and reminding us that he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords and Lord of all unseen and seen. Hmm. I can almost feel the brush of wings around me now. Thanks for listening. Please follow Best Faith Forward so you'll receive notifications of future episodes. I would love for you to leave a review or contact me at nancylambertbff at gmail.com. Until next time, press on, my friends. The best is yet to come.